This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Stella to throw some shade, Kiki with the gaze. It's time to drag time to drag Oh my God. As always, I'm coming in way too hot. I'm way too excited for this queer journalism that takes place on the one and only track podcast that's ever existed in the Tronosphere that is some people call the internet. We are so excited to be your only option for talking about drag race. Uh, and no, I have not logged on to YouTube uh, Stitcher or any other pod network. All I know is that I'm living my best gay life. I'm talking about my favorite show in the world and I'm here with my bestest friend. She doesn't know that. <laughs> bestest friend who is just a <laughs> treat and I think killing it in our current drag race league, TV league thing. It's Rachel Bloom. I am now in fifth place. Okay, wait, who's ahead? Um, we are, t- I'll tell you who's tied for first right now. Okay, okay. Then the TV Fantasy Leagues. Dot com, uh, of course, mm-hmm. are, um, why is it not loading? Mm-hmm. It doesn't mm-hmm. want me to see it. Suspicious. Wait, why is it not? Interesting. Okay. The producers found their way even into TV <laughs> fantasy leagues and not just this episode. Very um, interesting. I, I, when, as soon as it loads, I will tell you who's in the lead. Great. But basically, the thing that fucked me is that Elliot with two T's was mm-hmm. one of my top five. And of mm-hmm. course, uh, R.I.P. Yes. R.I.P. Yes, she is gone. Uh, the, uh, and, and, and left, in, uh, funnily enough, left the beginning of this episode, I, I'll say... It felt like she went home with no fanfare. Um, the, the, the girls, there's this is not it because she is a very talented queen. But for whatever reason, the girls seem to have been ready to let go of Elliot. This was um, this was a shady episode. It was so shady. Um, yeah, there was not. What did Elliot write? Thanks. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, it wasn't. They got away from it very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also, you know, I'm watching this with UK. Uh-huh. So I'm thinking, oh, Elliot wrote, goodbye, you camp cows. But right. that was sister, sister, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Elliot did not write, goodbye, you camp cows. Um, yeah, they moved on very quickly. quickly. Very quickly. Um, I, you know, I think that the queen, I think, here's what I think is, it also is, is regardless of who would have gone, were, um, if there were other Drag Race podcasts, I'm sure they would have, everyone would be talking about how we are, how many episodes in, and there are still so many queens left. So many, and UK's final episode is coming up in TikTok a couple days. Yes, yes, um, and... And, and there are so many queens left on this one. And I think between that, like, three-part season premiere, 
mm-hmm. and the double Shantae. Right. I think people just want, I think people on the show, and to a certain extent the audience, just 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 want this to be moving. So yes. I think that's why like there's a fanfare. There's 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 little fanfare because it's like, yeah, someone has to go home. Yes. You're right. We uh, plus don't forget that sickening coronavirus doc we all got to watch. Wonderful, wonderful. Right. Oh. Um there has they, they've been really stringing us along. So now we're ready for people to go home. Really ready for them to go home. Um no matter who it is, just go. Just go. Um it, this is funny too because as soon as Elliot leaves, Utica's like Okay, I'm going to say it. Christian camper energy is yes. really triggering for me. I don't like it. Hmm. I, I I don't like it. I, I, I'm I not saying I don't like her, but her energy of like, I'm so thankful I was in the bottom too. Praise oh, yeah. it. Praise oh, it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was that was some to- that was that was a, a, a touch of toxic positivity. Um, <laughs> Hashtag toxic positivity. But I also think that have we discussed. I think we discussed the untucked two weeks ago already where people were saying Elliot is different um, behind the scenes as opposed oh, to in front of the scenes. I'm, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, I'm sorry, Utica. Yes. But there was that, you so rarely hear it discussed on the show was what happening when the cameras aren't rolling. Mm-hmm. I found that quite interesting. Very, very interesting. Yeah, I, I think that's happened like once or twice other uh, other times, but like, yeah, this is a very interesting case of like the girl who swears she's sweet, and then they, I yes, because bringing the book, the read book, to dinner was a very fun peek behind the curtain. So that was like the thing is, <laughs> Elliot, especially in this hearing Elliot, watching Elliot. I'm like, why do I keep calling you? you, keep- to, you know, it's you know what, it's white people. White people just look <laughs> the same to me. That's what it is. Um, hearing Utica, watching Utica explain that costume to Simone later in this episode. Gave, oh, yeah. Gave us all a real insight into how Utica sees drag and fashion. And uh-huh. I actually think Utica's quite brilliant. Um, mm-hmm. So that idea of bringing the read book, yeah, it might have been shady. It might have also been like coming from insecurity or it might have just been like a weird move. I think it was just like she wants to talk too much about everything. And like that's not a bad thing all the time. But sometimes when I've been with those kinds of people who like can't turn it off and even like turn off their passion for a thing. I know we've been with people like I'll I'll even compare it to embarrassing improv. Someone who wants to talk about how cool your improv scene was where you were both (laughs) Russian sharks um, and they want to talk about it at dinner afterwards. And you're like, yeah, it was, it was an improv scene. So let's move on. And they're like, no, man. Cause like we were saying something. We were like, and when we were like, something. let's go to Moscow. <laughs> duh, 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 duh. Oh, that's such a bad, that's such a bad heightening. I, that's not even the scene. Ugh, whatever. Like that what, is uh, what the was scene. that? I was trying to think of a good specific. Ugh, let's, that was I just, fantastic. Ugh, I'm in the bottom of the improv. Challenge. I'll sashay <laughs> well, away. As long as you don't bring up improv as much as Utica does, you'll be fine. Uh, so, so what I'm realizing is what Utica thinks is improv <laughs> is just. I think it's more experimental. There's a whole realm of improv when you go to theater school mm-hmm. that's not actually improv. Mm-hmm. It's more like um, impulse play. 
Uh, <laughs> like there's yes. this whole thing in experimental theater. I'm going to butcher it, but there is this whole technique. Um, oh God, there's this guy who wrote a book, I think Augusto Boal, and there's this improv exercise where you improvise arguments. It's more like theater uh-huh. emotional, like, like, Saying like my improvisational modern dance class, I've taken improvisational modern dance. By the way, not a fan, but no, it's not, I seems, understand. Seems like it, a lot. It's a lot, but that's not improv. But but I could see a world in which, if you're funny in your improvisational modern dance class, like I've been the funny person. Mm-hmm. I've been the funny person in like an improvisational movement class. Right. That's not improv. That's not improv. No, 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 no. Because that, yeah. Because then you're just the funniest person in a thing that's not supposed to be funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're exactly. Um, yeah. So I think that's what Utica is like confusing with um, improv. But I, I wonder if that peek behind the curtain fucked her over for Miss Congeniality. I know. Yeah, it feels like <sighs> it's not her, huh? Yeah. It's not her. It's, now, here's the question. Uh, is it Tina with her badly shaved hairline? Is is Tina... Oh, my is God. Is Tina our... Which, if Tina... What? What? Okay, what? In a, I mean, in a, in a beautiful twist of fate, uh, mm-hmm. Gregor, who past listeners will know, is not the biggest Tina Burner fan, did that ex- uh, exact same thing to his hairline earlier wow. in quarantine. That looked exactly like his hairline. And when I say he did it, I mean I kind of did it to his head. <laughs> okay, okay. So now we're getting the real story. Y- yeah, that's the real Utica story. Utica style. Here's the real story. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it looked that that's exactly what what his head looked like. I mean, I feel. I mean, I'm sure this was on the agenda, but talk I to me. Felt like we saw. Okay, so we suddenly went from not talking about Tina Burner's aesthetic at all. Like I mm-hmm. was, I was very confused that the judges didn't bring up. The you know the annoyingness of the yellow and red fire I am too. thing. I am, and too. then suddenly it got brought up all at once. Yes, and I was like, "Oh, hey, this is how you guys feel. This has never come up before, at least not on the show." Right. Um, like I wonder. I I, I don't know. I, is that a reaction to people calling it out on Twitter, or have they said stuff about Tina's aesthetic? I, am- I know these these are questions. Without answers, but it was suddenly like from not saying anything about Tina and her kind of like, I don't know, being a little bit under the radar. Yeah, she's under the radar like, for sure. Let's all fucking take a dump on Tina's taste. Right. Right. I mean, what's so strange? Okay, there's a million things that are strange about this. Cause yeah. I hmm. Okay. I did not think what Tina and Rose did was good at all. And I was shocked that they kind of, they flew under the radar or were praised this week. I was very confused. How do you feel? And and, and shoot me straight. I, I thought that Rosé did a very good Tina on the okay. runway. And I thought that Rosé looked like Tina. I I mean, that was Tina's makeup. I thought, yeah. I, I, I really did. Um, I You're right. I guess I just thought they looked bad. Well, and then I would say Tina as Rosé was maybe the weaker. Can't put my finger on it. Um, she looked like Lil from the Rugrats. She yeah, looked. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I literally tossed and turned all night. And then at 5 a.m. I was like, Lil, she's Lil. <laughs> Wait, well, like, are you talking about like grown up Lil? Like an all grown up or original Lil? 
I, you know, I was inspired by original Lil, but uh, let okay. me look up Lil all growed up. Yeah, sure. <laughs> let me Google that because nothing's been more important than knowing. Um, uh, huh. Lil, Lil all growed up is a little bit, actually a lot of a, a rosé aesthetic. I was going to say the same thing. No, yeah, Baby Lil. Baby Lil's a little bit more Rosé's version. I'm sorry, Tina's version, version of Rosé. Rose. You're absolutely right. I also think there a little bow in the center like that. I I you know, I don't know, but I just remember being like, what's happening? I think they did do a good swap, but I didn't like what they looked like. That was right. I was like, I'm like so shocked that we're just like we're we're just going right past this. Okay, cool. But maybe I'm the only person who thought that. Uh, I'm gonna look at. Let me take a look at Tina Burner from last. Take a night. look um, again. While you do that, and we can also uh, save this for the runway because we no, have to talk know. about psychic crazy lady Char oh, Margolis. She, okay. Well, I yeah I. I mean, I, I mean, I I don't know how. Much I mean, time. do do you want to hear my thoughts on psychics? Yes. You, okay. Okay. I'm looking at Tina. Yeah, I mean that's not not a rosé outfit. Um, no, the makeup's not great. Tina's I just makeup don't like is actually it. Tina's makeup is not is not great in this. Um, it's not for me. It's all, not for all me. The, all the shitting on rosé's like brow bone is like. Mm-hmm. I think rosé actually. I think Tina did a good job making rosé look like Tina. I I don't think Tina looks great. Um, I yeah. might have had such a visceral reaction because. What Tina, well, I'm sorry, what Rose is wearing is exactly what Sherry Pie wore on the makeover uh, challenge. Oh. So I might be having some PTSD because if you remember oh on season 12, God, it's right. the exact same thing. <gasps> it's that like cutesy. Oh shit. It's that diner waitress. It's thing. the diner waitress. It says her name on it exactly like oh. Sherry Pie's did. Well, Sherry Pie has a very like classic. I mean, Sherry, Sherry and Tina have overlap. They're doing that right. like, classic camp. They're doing the classic camp that harkens back to like, um, you know, that Mae West classic, yes. classic gay icons. Yes. Oh, wow. Sherry and I think Pye, that triggered yeah. me. And I was like, sure. I can't do this right now. I can't pretend like this is good because this looks crazy. And Rosé looks like she's doing her best Mrs. Doubtfire, you know, honoring her father. Just by, by you know, doing her Mrs. <laughs> Doubtfire. But I just didn't like it. Rosé doesn't look, look, Rosé looks worse in this. Uh-huh. Like, all all of it, 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 oh, God. When Tina brought up that original flaming pantsuit. Oh, my God. I was, I was <laughs> the magmar I was, of I it was all. So, I was so, wait, who's magmar? It's just a Pokemon. It's just a Pokemon. It's just... This, in fact, Google Magmar. And I'm going to Google Magmar. And you shall see what I meant. Because <gasps> oh, my God. That is, yeah, you're, you're exactly right. Thank you. Wow, you're exactly right. Thank you. It, it, it's shocking. I'm but again, really, like, impressed. Did you just make that association or did you, were you in the moment, you're like, Magmar? I, in the moment, was like, Magmar. Okay. But I guess Pokemon is, like, Pokemon is so drag that it was easy for me. It's always easy for me to be like, that's a Pokemon. Like, <laughs> right. It's, po- it's, but this one is just too much. Okay. Pokemon is so drag. That's really funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the psychic thing, uh, um, yeah, I have a really complicated relationship with, uh, psychics and I'll, okay. I'll give you, I'll try, I'll, I'll try to give you, well, it's not, it's not like a 
I'll try to give you a brief rundown. I mean, give it to me all. I'm ready for this saga. So I became very interested in the overall, like, skeptic um, group of people, the skeptic movement, the James Randi skepticism movement about, like, 10, uh-huh. 12 years ago. Uh-huh. Um, and it kind of started, I was already into it, um, and then I did the Fuck Me Ray Bradbury video, and I met, like, a lot more um People in the world of like sci-fi fantasy, but there's a lot of overlap between like people who are into sci-fi fantasy, people who are into skepticism, who are also into science, who are also into magic. Like that, mm-hmm. it's a whole like group of people, and admittedly very like male. And there's a lot of toxic masculinity in that world, but that's a whole other thing. Anyway, I became very interested in in, in the skeptic movement because there's a part of me that's very emotional, and especially in high school, and especially before I went on Prozac and I was, I was depressed. Mm-hmm. There, there was, there's a part of me that is very gullible uh-huh. and wants to engage in magical thinking. And I think that that part of me does not bring up the best part of myself. I think the best, <laughs> I think, I think for the most part, for the most part, and I'm evolving on this as I get, older, I love but like, this, but like the way I became a better version of myself was to be like very, um, I don't know, like practical. Like I already had yes. a lot of heart. I already had a lot of emotion. Mm-hmm. Like bring in my intelligence. Like have have self respect to 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 like question things. Right. I like this. I think prag. You know, pra- pra- uh, practical pragmatism as opposed to practical magic. Practical, exactly. Um, I mean, I I I think or I was, magical pragmatism. How about that? How about um, that? I think magical pragmatism would describe there are some people i know who describe themselves as skeptics but also like um believe in big bigfoot like that's magical pra- <laughs> that's like magical pra- pragmatism um, uh-huh. so so a, anyway a, a huge part of like this skeptic group of people is like it's very focused on psychics and and debunking psychics and this is what if you watch the documentary especially on james randy which i actually highly recommend um is this the um, guy who was like, they were like, bend the spoons. We'll yes. we'll put the cameras on. Okay, yes, I've seen this. Great, great, yes, great. Yes, it's great. Um, it's a really good documentary. So, but but it's really focused on um psychics and mediums. Um uh because because there's an emotional manipulation with people who are pretending to be mm-hmm. psychics. Um mm-hmm. it's you know, it's taking advantage. It's it's saying, I'm gonna communicate with your dead grandma. Mm-hmm. Um but I and just need fifty more bucks to really it, it, get in ex- touch with her. It, exactly. Um, and and side note, Houdini was murdered by the psychics. Um, this is a whole <laughs> other thing. But if you're a Houdini fan, uh, really? or if you think you're a Houdini fan, you may know really? or may not know. Yeah. So he, again, um, super side note. Houdini was friends with Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, the writer of Sherlock Holmes, which was a very um, kind of like skeptical, uh, you know. Pra- pragmatic um, series. S- uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's wife got really into spirituality uh-huh. and becoming like a psychic medium. You know, this is in the 1800s. And Conan Doyle and Houdini like were best friends. And then this caused a rift. Like Arthur Conan Doyle started to believe in psychics. Mm-hmm. And Houdini then like because the spiritualist movement was really big, there was all this, like, it was like a fad. Like, you get together, you get a psychic, they levitate a table in front of you. Like, it was, it was like, fashionable. Mm-hmm. Houdini started, like, debunking psychics. He started going around debunking psychics. And there's a lot of evidence that the person who uh, killed him, which is a person who came up to him and socked him in the stomach, again, look it up, uh, was connected to the psychics. Anyway, 
Psychics I love this. Murder, the psychics murdered Houdini. So the prestige. Okay. I love it. A, full disclosure. Mm-hmm. On the other side, just to say my complicated relationship. So I, I know. So I know all about like I, not all about. I mean, I am an amateur expert. I'm an amateur enthusiast, let's say, on <laughs> psychic Pull techniques. Pull it back one more time. Especially I'm an- like, <laughs> I'm interested in, in what's called cold reading, which is a, uh-huh. which, is, which yes. is the technique psychics use to read your mind, quote unquote. And what she does right here on the stage. That She's is just, like, it, was a, it was a cold reading. Now, I, the disclosure yeah. I want to give is that in the past year, I have experienced um, grief. I lost mm-hmm. a, a good friend of mine. COVID. Mm-hmm. I lost another friend. My longtime psychiatrist a couple of months ago just died. Mm-hmm. In this year, I went to a psychic because I know a lot of people who love psychics and mm-hmm. I have been grappling with a lot of things I know to be true mm-hmm. um, about life this year. I, I I think I still came out of it pretty much where I'm at, um, mm-hmm. which is like, I, I don't necessarily think this is um, a mm-hmm. thing. Um, mm-hmm. But regardless, let's say there are some genuine psychics in the world. Sure. Let's say that. Let's say there are. Let's say. It's not this lady. This lady it's is not. This lady. Because like I've I've actually like kind of met to. Not her. Genuine psychics or people who are like, I can read your mind. Like they, they are yeah. also very anti this, which is like cold mm-hmm. reading. Because she's going, start with a C, a C-A, a C-A-R, a C-A-R-L. It's she's uh-huh. reading their cues. There's no way the producers didn't feed her all this fucking information. No, of course not. I mean, it's, all, it's always like it's always everyone's so far apart, and they're like, something over here is a farm. Okay, uh, yeah, I've yeah. been to a farm. I knew it. Yeah, like, yeah, and and it's just and the good thing is like they made a joke. At least they made a joke of it because Rue was like, ooh, and the, and they right. disappear. So they made it like entertaining, which I appreciate, as opposed to Rue being like. We all know that psychics are real. You know, they right. didn't treat it like it was real. They didn't like Gwyneth Paltrow it. Um, but they did make us believe that Char chose the pairs, which okay, I'm insulted I by. Know. I know. I'm, I'm also, insulted. I'm also very insulted because also the queens took it seriously. Yeah. The queens were like, well, Char thinks we obviously have something to learn from each other. Like, no, the producers do. But I, it, it felt like Tina was trying the hardest because she was like, please don't send me home. I, I, because I felt Tina in the episode multiple times like, well, Char said this, so let's learn something from each other. And I feel it was Tina being like, please don't send me home. Please, I'll play the game. Right, right. Keep me here. Because these pairs are made because there's a person in each pair that could be sent home or the producers are ready to part with. Oh, that's interesting. That is my oh, honest belief. Uh, well, let's, okay, wait, going let's through talk. the pairing. Well, because, okay. Tina and Rosé, I actually think, is very similar in that they're both, like, New York comedy queens. Mm-hmm. So there was a part of me that was like, what could they possibly have to learn from each other? Right. Again, uh, uh, Char didn't pick these. Um, Char didn't pick these. But I, what I thought was interesting was I always got the sense that Tina and Rosé were maybe a little bit competitive being New York comedy queens. And that mm-hmm. ends up kind of not being the it ends yeah. up being that Rosé actually just has little to no respect for Tina. <laughs> <laughs> but she saved, you know, like a true gentleman, she saved it for the talking heads. You know, you only see it in the talking heads. <laughs> it, it was, that was uh, really stunning. And I, I really, know. I feel for Tina Burner. Um, Me too. Watching this because I, I guess my like kind of 
overall question. I'm a very sensitive person. I could never be on Drag Race, by the way. Mm-hmm. I have no, I have no skin or stomach uh, mm-hmm. to to like expose myself and and my art. Although, imagine if you hosted a competitive Broadway show. Where did they oh, do that already? Have they I'm done that? Sure, they have, and I think that that's been floated to me. Um, yeah, Called crazy next girlfriend. Oh, that's wow. So wait, Thanks. Mono. Actually, okay. If we're if we do a Broadway musical <laughs> and we yeah. have to cast the role of Rebecca Bunch. <laughs> yes. Oh fuck, that's a really crazy good next idea. girlfriend. Oh shit. Oh shit! Write it down. We already that's... we registered it. We already registered with the WGA. <laughs> so don't get any funny ideas. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, Ayatsi's calling. No, it's an Ayatsi show. I'm <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's an Ayatsi? Okay. Oh, oh, yeah. We'll go with Ayatsi. Um, I'm sorry, you were saying. Uh, anyway, I guess what I'm saying is I remain, and this is also me being very outside of the drag community, I remain, like, I think, interested and confused about, like, how offended people actually are when their drag is dragged because reading and shade are so a part of drag. Mm-hmm. So, like, is Tina watching this episode being like, you shady bitches, or is she like, wow, that's that's really uh, offensive uh, yeah. that everyone seems to hate my drag aesthetic. You know, like, I wonder. I think people should have a sense of humor because just like everything, it's like, you know, every, not everyone's cup of tea is for everybody. Like, somebody thinks, insert genius masterpiece is a piece of shit, you know? And somebody mm-hmm. thinks, insert piece of trash is the true best contribution to humanity. So, I mean, like, I, I would hope people have a sense of humor about it. I think me and you both have a sense of humor about, like, knowing how subjective comedy is and just knowing that, like, some some people will live for you and some people will not. And, like, that's just what it is. Uh, honestly, I say with my mouth, yeah, yeah, I understand that. With my heart, no. I'm deeply, <laughs> I'm deeply, I'm deeply offended. I truly want everyone to like me and it's a thing that I'm battling. I battle it mm-hmm. all the time. I know I'm, it's I'm not right. You. Yeah, I know it's not right. I know in my head that, right. no, of course not everyone's going to like you. It, uh, uh, I love the show Hamilton. There are a lot of people mm-hmm. who don't like Hamilton. But like in my heart. Mm-hmm. So so if I'm, I'm just, if I'm Tina and I'm like, I just, this would have offended me if I were Tina. But I, I hope that it didn't because I feel bad. So what having said that, let's play a yeah. weird game where, they, okay, mm. this is a Freaky Friday episode. Let's play a weird game. What, who would you want to Freaky Friday with? Because like you feel you could easily do them. You know what I mean? Like, like who would anyone you like, in the world? Just and, Or in this cast, in this cast. Like who would you be like, oh, I want a Freaky Friday with them. I think I could do that. Or it would be fun or easy to do that. Or at least like signature. It's a world in which I'm a drag queen. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, Simone. I, I really yeah. I really identify with Utica basically apologizing for being Utica. Utica uses <laughs> comedy to cover up her insecurities because she uh-huh. considers herself gawky and awkward and mm-hmm. weird, which there's an element of her that definitely is, but she's also she's built like a model. I mean, that's yes. that's like what we've realized is you actually look at Utica's body type, she's mm-hmm. like a size zero fucking tall runway mm-hmm. model. Um, this is the re- return of appropriation gate, which is her conspiracy. <laughs> this is the conspiracy she has set up for herself. But I understand what you're saying. It comes from a real place of not trying to, you know, be distasteful. Oh, appropriation gate. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a yes. whole other thing. Is 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 yeah, I mean. 
she she needed to in um I think yeah yeah I mean I, I she learned a lot from Simone I think it almost had it was kind of a red herring her worrying about appropriating the thing that mm-hmm. she needed to learn was like looking sexy and fashionable with confidence mm-hmm. um but yes Utica has a fear of getting canceled I think is that yes. that's what we're seeing that's what we're saying we're seeing it a lot it is so funny to me that it is a big narrative it is her narrative is that she might con- she might want to change her drag name to White Guilt or I don't it, know. It like, make, but it actually makes sense if because people are saying she's different off camera, right? That's Utica true. Utica is muscling a narrative on camera mm-hmm. that she needs to be seen as nice and she needs everyone to like her. Mm-hmm. Um, and and she, I think, in real life is is probably very like people pleasy. I I understand that because there's a part of me that is a lot like Utica. Yeah. And with wanting everyone to like her, there is mm-hmm. a fear of saying or doing something that is going to alienate people. And that's going to get her like, you know, canceled. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I guess I, yeah, you know, I feel for her. I truly, truly, truly feel for her. I, uh, I think she's coming from the right place, but also just to give space to Simone's thing. It's like, sure. I'm sure she's so exhausted. You know what I mean? Because it's like now I, Simone, have to make space for educating you. Oh, oh yes. Well, that, that, that is things. exhausting. I'm speaking on the Utica side of things. Yeah, on the Simone side of things. It's exhausting for both of them. Well, it's exhausting, but also it's not appropriation if Simone is saying, this is my voice. Mm-hmm. I want you to to carry out my voice. It's it's Utica is getting scared without context. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, she's not she's not fully like absorbing the context. Yeah. Um absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's exhausting. I mean, go into what what I mean, what do you I I'm a whitey. You tell mm-hmm. me like what, although we were just before we got on <laughs> talked about if if Jews are white or not, which is a uh-huh. whole other discussion. Complicated. Um, what do we talk to me? Tell me. What was your question? No, like you were saying, like Utica's white guilt. Like, what do you? So I see it as Utica having a fear of getting canceled. What do you? I don't know. Talk to talk I to think me about it's your feelings. Like I think it's like to me, and obviously, like I can I can only represent who I represent because you know I'm a part of the BIPOC conversation, but not everything. I also just feel for Simone because it's like now the conversation is dominated by your guilt as mm. opposed to making space for my point of view. Like, you know what I mean? Because I guess it's so common for black and black people and people of color, like to make space for white, like, like, like majority culture conversations and not vice versa. So it's like, I think Utica's coming from a totally innocent, cute, thoughtful place. However, she's forcing Simone to spend energy educating and like teaching when she's like, I'm on drag race. I need to go to the <laughs> runway. Like, right. are we done? Are we done? Right. Th- that's all. I that feel makes for sense. that. Nope. That makes, a, that makes total sense. You're right. Everything is kind of, uh, the only way I can kind of filter it is through the, when you learn comedy, everything is kind of fil- filtered through the, the white straight male lens. Totally. Yeah. Um, and so kind of yes and yes ending the way that I feel like I still kind of have to like explain myself and make myself palatable for that lens. Yeah. If I take that feeling that I have and then multi- 
multiply it by like a million. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I I'm, that makes sense with what you're saying about Simone having to like everything has to be filtered and made okay for uh-huh. the white gaze. Yeah. Not the white gays, the white gays, but also the white gays. But also the white gays gays, you know, because that's its own thing. White, right. The white gays gays. Um, And then, of course, there's the white gays 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 who are Mm -hmm. gays uh, who are really into talking about the white gays. (laughs) Yes, I want this to go on forever. Yeah, yeah. Because we can't forget about the (laughs) white gays apostrophe gays gays which is how they look at gays with their gays and the thing is they all have a house together every summer in fire island <laughs> and it's seven delightful. homos <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a nightmare it, it is they are fighting all the time oh they're the fighting it's horrible excellent and at the end of the day they learn that they're not so different um okay <laughs> they're wait all white. they're yeah. all <laughs> Okay, we're going to take a quick break. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with earning. Come on, y'all. We've all been there. We want to spend a little bit of extra dough on a big night out or a last-minute gift for, like, your boo. Sometimes money just can be, uh, dare I say, complicated. Well, worry not because earning helps you get your money today as opposed to later. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know, wake up because earning is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work. You can get up to $100 per day or $750 per pay period. Earning is used by over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability. So why don't you go ahead and download Earning today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earning app, type in drag her under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show. That's drag her under podcast. Get some extra dough. Have a little fun. And don't wait for your employer to give you your money, honey. Earnin' is subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin' is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Are you seeing some triggering ads on social media? Stuff about summer bodies, stuff about the diet cleanse, stuff about trimming down. Fuck that noise. That stuff is triggering for me, and I assume it's triggering for someone else listening. That's why I use BetterHelp. BetterHelp allows me to get in touch with a licensed professional therapist who can help me recharge, who can help me de de crap my brain because those negative images and slogans can really creep in and give me negative body talk. You know what I mean? Any form of negative self-talk that is traumatic for me. And um, thankfully, I'm using these tools and being honest about them and articulating them in a way that takes the power away from them. If you're thinking about therapy you should give BetterHelp a try because it's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
All you do is fill out a brief questionnaire. You get matched with a licensed therapist and you can even switch therapists anytime at no additional charge. That's how I found my personal therapist. I found my sweet spot with BetterHelp. So go visit betterhelp.com slash drag her today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash drag her. Go find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Bring back my break. Well, we're back and we're going to talk about Rue poking. Nothing too big from the Rue poking, but I do want to bring up how funny it was when Utica was like, how did I do on the lip sync? When she like that asked Rue. That was It was, was really, yeah, like Utica's a, a people pleaser. People pleaser. She and just it, you know, needs to be told. She needs to be kind of patted on the head and told. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're doing, you're doing good. You got this. You got, and Rue was like, you're, you're here. Calm down. That was really <laughs> funny. And then they're Im- imitating each other's walks. And here's the first piece of bad information is, uh, or bad advice is given when Denali says, try s- pretend skating in oh, your that heels. that was so crazy. Bye. That was because when does Denali. <laughs> Denali doesn't do that. Skating and. What? I don't know. Oh. I don't know. I was like, no, it looks weird. And then it did look weird on the runway. It looked weird and silly. I don't know. Yeah, that looked that looked insane. I actually thought they were going to do well, though, because Olivia's aesthetic is adjacent to Denali. They're not that, they're not no. that different from each other. Maybe that was the problem. They were mm. just a little too similar. And it was like, I don't know. I don't, I don't. Yeah, I, I have to say, I think neither one of them they're both great, but I I have I don't know if either one of them has one look that I was like, that is it. That is the they or like that look is you. They kind of have they both have a very eclectic style, at least from the runway looks we've seen. Olivia, I guess I would associate with like it's it's pageanty vintage. She does a uh-huh. lot of like pageanty, almost like 50s, 60s um yeah. looks. And then Denali is like she gave us the skater, cost- yeah, oh, skater costume. Yeah, it is kind of like elevated skater costumes, which mixed was the, with, the problem. Yeah. Which is uh, the problem because they don't they don't love her skater costumes. They have, they're not in love with it. But you know, I think she looks great. But they were just yeah. like, oh yeah, we don't love this. I think De- yeah, I think Denali's great, and I think Denali I has been, been shortchanged this season. Like season, like she she was great in Snatch Game. She was great in the improv challenge. She was shortchanged. And like for whatever reason, uh, we'll talk about the lip sync. But we've seen her be magic in a lip sync. And this one was not super, 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 super. No, it's interesting. I'm not, I'm I'm not always up on like what's happening on Twitter, but I happen to be up Okay, on, I saw this too. Yeah. So 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 fill in the blanks, but it looks like Olivia Lux is getting shit on Twitter for I guess like you shouldn't like you should have gone home, not Denali, I I guess, because mm. you you made Denali look bad. So why should you know, why should Denali go home? Mm. Um, and also you put her in that evening gown on purpose. Right. To make because that was part of it is I felt like Denali was held back with that evening gown. But then Olivia was like, right. just to be clear, that evening gown stripped down to a bodysuit. Yes. Allow her to lip sync. And Denali said, yeah, I chose not to do it because yes. it's a gospel song. 
Interesting. Yes. And she referenced a past lip sync where she was like, I want to be Latrice, not Kenya, shade. But she was like, I want to play that up. Yes, but this is a very upbeat gospel song. This is a yeah. yes with auto tune, with like auto tune that would make Cher blush. Like so, to me, it would have been great to eventually rip off into something a little bit more dancey. Is Denali religious? Good question. I don't know. We. Do. I asked you that as if like. <laughs> No, I mean, obviously, we talk about her lovely karate skilled Mexican mother. But oh my I don't God, know her mom. How funny. Just because, like, not wanting to disrespect a gospel song, I wonder if. I don't know if, if that's a thing. Look, so everything, that all being said, um, I, I do think it was. It was unfair. There, there are certain challenges where, like, people. Um, you have to have two queens lip sync for their lives. Mm-hmm. So, because the Olivia was on the bottom. Like, yes. I actually think it's, sh- I really should have been, it. I think it should have been Olivia and Rosé for this particular challenge. Just being like, sorry, teams aren't lip syncing, but you, we're, we're breaking yeah, up the team thing. That's not fair, but I understand it's a comp, it's a competition show, which, which is also the argument if you're watching Drag Race UK of everyone being angry at Ellie Diamond. Right. And the stand up challenge. And it's like, yeah, it's a fucking show. I'm going to say I stand, I, for me, and I love, I actually love that you disagree because this helps the conversation. I really think Rosé and Tina were in the bottom. For me, they did do each other's looks, but I thought they just both looked like, you know, like they both, they, not so much drag, but they looked like, you know, when the Beauty and the Beast cabinet sucks you in and then (laughs) spits you out. <laughs> yeah, you're wearing like weird clothes and stuff. <laughs> yes. That's what their drag looked like to me, both of them. Like they got okay, magically sucked up. I see and, that. And they just happened to come out in these looks. I was <sighs> I was I was there was no one who struck me as terrible. Mm-hmm. Honestly, so I was I was a bit surprised that they were so shitty to Olivia and Denali. I yeah. also controversial opinion. Go for it. Love I it. Don't think what Gottmik put on Candy was a hundred percent flattering to her. Uh-huh. Okay. I, I thought okay. it was interesting. It was very Gottmik. Mm-hmm. But if we're talking if we're talking about just like a flattering, like I mm-hmm. I I do not think um the pasty look on although it's accurate to Gottmik, I didn't love it for Candy. And okay. I was su- I was surprised that that wasn't a thing. I loved it. And I, this is what I love about the show. Um, I did love it. Okay. I dare say I thought they could have won. I really thought they could have won. And I actually thought it was like production uh, shenanigans. But hearing you say that it just wasn't that great actually makes me feel better that they that you felt like it wasn't that great. I thought it was great. I thought it was very good. I just I just literally the the pasties, the pasty look on candy. Mm-hmm. Um uh, you know, I, I don't, you didn't, I, it, it didn't, it didn't bring out, I, I've seen Candy look so, um, mm-hmm. beautiful and really like flatter her body type. And I didn't think this was as flattering mm-hmm. as other things that I had. I buy seen that. Her in. I've also been thinking about breasts a lot lately because, um, I'm now, now that I'm done breastfeeding, like looking at my breasts and how much mm-hmm. they've changed and you know, there's some Are sagging. they 
are are they they are they less jumbo? Are they less jumbo? They're more jumbo. They they are deflated. Uh huh. So mm-hmm. your breast tissue basically matures. They're soft. They're they're soft mm-hmm. and they're huge, but they're floppier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I have to sleep with. Um, I need to sleep in like a soft sleep bra now, and then I literally sleep with a pillow in between my cleavage called mm-hmm. the bosom buddy. <laughs> Because yes. like I feel my breasts like sticking together. It's I I think I talked about this on another podcast recently, but I'll I bring it up this. again on here, which is please. I understand guys adjusting their nuts now. Uh-huh. You know, like when your nuts stick against your thigh. Like I've never understood oh, yeah. that before. Like, why are guys always touching their nuts? But now my boobs are a little bit more like nuts now. Uh, I get it. Okay. This this makes me this is good. I like that we can connect on this because it's just there's a lot going on down there. And sometimes it's like Sometimes your penis is like trying to get in between your nuts and it's all sticking together. It's really, Ugh. it can be frustrating. That sounds gross. Do some people, I guess that's what I was <laughs> yes, going to say, do some is. people wear a bra, but I guess that's what underwear is. Yeah. There's some <laughs> fetishy underwear that allow your penis to come forth. Um, sure. But I don't know if it's been, it's practically marketed. It's more like, hey, like, you know, here's a, here's a booster for your shaft. You know, it's like it's like make sure your make sure your penis head is the first thing that everyone sees when you walk in the room. <laughs> it's kind of like I feel like the pit crew has kind of worn that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Andrew Christian is a big fan of this style of right. underwear. Big fan, big fan. Okay, what are we talking about? Nuts? Oh, breasts? I don't know. I, I was just saying. I I I I thought. I, I don't know. I, I, I thought it looked. I thought it was really cool. I just I don't know. I I've seen yeah. Candy's body type be flattered. Better. better. Um, I buy that. Yeah. I think I'm a little obsessed. I'm a little obsessed with candy in a way that Ooh. prevents me from being totally accurately critical. Like I have to own that the way that like some, you know, Aly- Alyssa Edwards, you know, has been like, people are like, yes, but her, her looks aren't that good, but you're just like obsessed with her. Sure. I am so into candy right now that it's preventing me from being critical. Wow. Yes. And I know not everyone is. Uh, Candy's just way more contentious than Alyssa Edwards. Uh-huh. But Alyssa was mean on her season, on her original uh, season. Uh-huh. Okay, but please right, keep going. Keep going. Right, right. I mean, just the way Candy, like, <laughs> it's such, I mean, the, the, the thing where Rue says, like, who do you think should go home? <laughs> it's so unfair because you have to answer and then people get mad Mm-hmm. If they're called out, it's like mm-hmm. well, they, they were. It's like if we were all at a dinner party. It's like who do you who at this dinner party? If you had to murder someone, would you murder? Mm-hmm. Well, of course you're gonna get someone angry. You're gonna get someone you, angry. You have to be. You have to be shady. And so, will not, you promise to ask that question at your next dinner party? I want to be. Hey, there. who? <laughs> what do you kill? Who's who's the most expendable person in here? Um, and if you say and I don't want me, I'll to be never. Mad. I don't want anyone, I'm asking the question. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. And then I if they I say would... me, immediately be like, here's right. why you're fucking wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's just not, it's just like not fair. So Natalia's like, I think, uh, I think uh, Candy. Why'd you say Candy? Oh, because mm-hmm. it was just a bodysuit or something? And Candy says, first and foremost, <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> and it's like, Candy, she had to give an answer she didn't want to say Olivia. Let me just say. I love answer. it. You're right. And there's some part of me that misses my unstable family because I like 
yeah. seeing this mania on screen. I'm sure. like, some, and that's, that's, for, I need to figure this out. But there's some part of me, I'm like, I love this. I love seeing fights. I like, I like this kind of unhinged energy because it makes me feel television. right at home. It's really good television. But that's interesting. Yeah. There's something also, I think, deeply psychological in your, in your fascination. Yes, I, with th- candy I do. Muse. I have to say, I, I am, I think Candy Muse's looks are so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I'm really like always stunned with her, like, um, with her high fashion. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I haven't, um, like I know that Simone and Gottmik are always stunning, but like, I think Candy's always fucking like, especially like every week, like maybe in the beginning, not as stunning, but like now she's so stunning on every, um, on every runway, a runway, but, but anyway, regardless, I actually don't disagree with Candy that she and Gottmik by far had the toughest challenge. I completely agree with that. I, 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 I completely agree with that. And I don't think there's a world in which they, even if, if their looks were bad, that they should have been on the bottom because that was patently unfair. I agree. I agree. I, it was kooky. It was kooky. I, I, and I, that's what I, I think. Okay. Here's what it is. Candy is such an underdog that when she stands up for herself, I get excited. And, but that's another like cathartic thing I need to figure out with me. Has she won a challenge yet? I don't recall. It's been 10 weeks since the show started. So I don't recall. I want to say yes, but maybe not. Has Candy won? It feels like it's been kind of volleyed between Simone and Gottmik with a stray rosé. I truly, truly, truly. Hold on. I'm just going to Google it. And yeah, I know please. the world will tell me. Has Candy won a challenge? Um. Okay. We'll see. Let's see. Praise this week. Okay. Okay. I found it. Let's see. We're looking, looking. Okay. Well, I mean, technically you could say, she, okay. Okay. The only thing she won was the lip sync in the actual first episode. Do we count that as a win or not really? Uh, uh no. I mean, no. she hasn't won a like a proper maxi. Who's won who's won the It's been Simone Gottmik and then like one Rosé, right? has two, Olivia has two, Rosé oh, has right. one, Simone has three, mm. Utica now has one and Denali had one. Girl. Oh, did Denali win the ball? She won that third episode, which um, was when the girls were finally brought back together. What the f was it? it? You know, you'd think I had covered it. You know, you would think that I had covered it and we had talked about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, the third phenomenon. She okay, I got it. Okay, phenomenon, which was the it was a dancing choreograph number. All the girls oh, were not right. there yet. But we should say in the makeup montage, what else happened? We had some cute mm-hmm. moments. Uh, Olivia has an adorable family. So does Denali, like we said. Got I like got Mick talking about like her pressure in finding her male identity and being like, I'm a femme guy, but I still do drag. I thought that was really cute. That was so cool. Any yeah. any any like anytime they show Gottmik like talking about um his journey with gender is uh it's important it's really fucking important i agree i agree and it's really cool to hear got like just like talk about all of that journey of being like wait i am allowed to be a fam guy i am friends with fam guys um yeah and it's so cool i i get like 
the pressure he has felt being trans probably and being like even making people comfortable with how he chooses to identify is like very relatable for so many queers. Yeah, I I knew I, I knew someone growing up in high growing up in high school. I knew someone in my high school who like um, sex biological sex female um, identified in high school as a lesbian. Mm-hmm. Um, was very you know like not girly I guess, and mm-hmm. then um, after he transitioned. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, I realized like, I'm, I like men. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like he, he thought, oh, I'm really like kind of masculine. It must mean that I'm gay mm-hmm. and was like, oh no, no, no. I'm actually like, I'm, I, I, I like men. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, um, am a man. Mm-hmm. And I just, um, isn't that interesting? Know. It's just very, I love it, that. It, it's, it's very interesting. And I, I, um, and I, 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 yeah, Gottmik, I, Gottmik is like, I'm a, I'm a gay man. So that yeah. just the difference between it, the more that we can like discuss the difference between gender and sexuality and all mm-hmm. of the nuances mm-hmm. in it, it, like is it really fucking important. It's really fucking important. It's also, it's not just important for people who are happen, you know, happen to be cis and straight, like, cause queer people need to learn from this too, because in the past, queer people have been like pretty harsh, like, or like they find it really easy to be harsh about identity and like the queer community as early as 15 years ago was like, haha, bisexuality is not real. Um, and oh now- my, yes, yes. I, I would say <laughs> in my personal experience, I'm curious about yours. Please. Some of the, the, probably the most offensive things I've heard about the trans community have come from like gay men. Yes. Because they're, like, cause they're, cause, cause, cause they're like, because they're like, I'm a man. Like, I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a feminine man, but I'm a man. I don't understand what you're talking about, you know? Very defensive. Very, yes. like, self-hating homophobia. A lot of that goes into that, where you're like, I don't know what you're doing, but I'm a guy. Well, and, or it's just because the, that it's like, well, I'm a feminine man, and there are a lot of things I like about being female. That doesn't mean I'm a woman. And then they're conflating the way they feel. Mm-hmm. Or the, the the way they see their gender with mm-hmm. like, well, that must be the way. That must be what. No, trans women are just confused. Mm-hmm. They're feminine men like me. Mm-hmm. Like there's a there's a there's a projecting. I think lots of in, projecting. In, in my yes, in my own ob- observations. True. No. Yeah. True. Fuck it. More projection than the arc light cinema. Just <laughs> nonstop. <laughs> just so you've nonstop. also you've also had this this you've observed this. Yes. Yes. And I'm even as a younger queer, like I remember even in college being like, I'm gay, but drag queens are yucky. You know what I mean? And that was my attempt to appeal to majority culture or to like cement some form of acceptance from majority culture. Just being like, I just want you to know I'm gay, but I'm not like so gay that you can't handle it. You know, like, and it's all just projection and bullshit from me being scared of getting more rejection. Right. It's wild. It's wild. But we're getting there. We're getting there. The fact that we're talking about it on Drag Race and it's probably going to win more Emmys this year is, um, it's a it's a good start. It's a good start. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this really episode cool. is such an edger. I'm sorry you were saying. I just said it's really fucking cool. Yeah. That's a, it's so, an edger. 
It, this episode is edging me the whole time. We're finally at the main <laughs> stage where we get to see what's going to happen. <laughs> and we're going to talk about these looks. What do you think? Well, first of all, Ruse, ice pompadour, blue eyes, and bikini nude dress. What do you think of this number? Uh, not, not, not my favorite. Yeah, not my fave either. I really like the face and hair. I feel like... Rue has such a gorgeous snatched body that I I would have preferred it be like more of her skin than the nude mesh. Yeah, I didn't really get that. The bra looked a little bit like too small. I don't really understand the point of view on the hair. Mm-hmm. Not uh, one, one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah, fair. Fair, fair. I love it. Um, well, now we have, we'll officially chirp and burp the looks. Sure, sure. As We've discussed I, this ad nauseum, but yes, let's let's officially please, chirp Please. For chirp and burp, and I'm totally, I live for us disagreeing. Great. Rosé as Tina giving us some diner waitress, red fire Tina hair. Yeah, um, I, I want to pull up the runway from. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll do my screeny share. Let me just get, let me just TikTok over there. Click, click, clack. Um, as I do that, will you tell me, will you, I, I have to know, did you notice Candy licking her brush as she was painting uh, Got Mick's face? I did not. <laughs> Oh, it was good. It was good. It's it's not bad enough that we're filming in the middle of Corones. Like she's just putting her spit all over her face. I just want to say I noticed that and it was very silly. Yeah, I think like I find that makeup artists use their hands a lot. I love I I, I hearing that Candy's like super like was a makeup artist and got Mick saying, yeah, Candy's actually more like certified than I am. That made me that was really cool. That blew my whole gourd away. Okay, so yeah, this Rue look. Yeah, okay, all right, here we go. Blew me away. So here we go. Here is Rosé giving her (gasps) Tina Burner. Look, for the challenge, I'm I'm a chirp because that's Tina Burner. For Uh the scheme of Rosé looking good, Mm -hmm. no, I'm a burp. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to give it a burp. I think she looks... Uh, like she was painted uh, f- to be to feature in a Nicktoon. I think she looks crazy. <laughs> oh, you know what? She looks like the pup. Oh my god! Do you know who she looks like? And who? Also Tina Tell Burner me. Like the main puppet in the show Wienerville. Oh my god! Yes, that's literally yes. Wienerville. Yes. Oh my God, you're wild. And yes. you're so right. Yes. You're so right. Right. There was a red. I'm looking at Mark Wiener right now, but like there definitely was like a red haired lady uh-huh. puppet. <laughs> Mark Wiener. I know. How funny if RuPaul was like, on the runway, you gave us Mark Wiener. <laughs> <laughs> but today, you are not a Wiener. Woo! That's it. Mm, yeah. Okay. Okay, so that's Rosé. I'm sure, oh, can we shoot, I guess we should start an Instagram called uh, Millennial RuPaul. Yeah, that is every It's all uh, of the things reference. he would, all of the things. <laughs> Millennial RuPaul. Yeah, instead of share, it's like, you right. brought us Disney weekday afternoon. <laughs> you but showed. But we did not go bonkers for your look. <laughs> oh my God. On the runway, you were giving us Mandy Moore. 
but we weren't <laughs> eating candy. <laughs> <laughs> On the runway, you were a Barbie girl. But you are, but in the rat race to win this competition, you're the Seth Green character. <laughs> yeah, I fucking love it. Okay, what did okay. you think of Tina's? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a burp. I, I, this, this, I don't like. Also, her undies are showing. The skirt was too short. Uh huh. Yeah, she's tall. It's a burp for me. I yeah. think this looks bad. It's also <laughs> not runway y. Like it's it's a little too cash. Cash McCash. Yeah. Very club gal. Um, yeah, I didn't like it. Yeah, she gives me some rose, but I just did not like the makeup. I didn't like it. It's a burp for me. Have we talked about Tina also being a little bit Wanda from the Fairly Odd Parents? Oh my God, you're good. God, you're good. How do you do that? She is so Wanda. I, I maybe saw that online. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Okay. God, um, we're good. Olivia Lux is Denali. I mean, yeah. I, I um, There was something about the makeup that didn't work for me on this. And I can't put my finger on what it is, actually. Uh-huh. The eyes, like, I don't think quite. Um, yeah. She didn't do Olivia's eye. She did. I guess she did Olivia's eyebrows like she does her own. So they're cause they're mm-hmm. very like pointy. But like I don't know. It didn't. But but I'm I'm mostly actually like I'm a light chirp because this looks like Denali. Yeah. Um. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Rue seemed to identify it as a blending issue. You know. And, oh and right. That's what she was saying. There's a very garage door thing happening. There's a very single color up there. Drag is hard. So, and doing someone else's (laughs) drag makeup is hard. Um, I didn't love the shape and proportions of the piece on her. I wish she was a little more cinched. Oh, the the ice skating on the runway, that, that, that is Denali's big bad. That you you can't tell, you can't tell her to skate on the runway. That doesn't look good. I'm going to burp it because I'm a monster and I did not like it. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I'll go. Listen to your heart. Yeah. I'll stick with light shirt, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the hair. I like the hair. I'll give you that. Yeah. I like the big old long ponytail. Okay, Denali giving Olivia. I, I gotta say, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm a light shirt for this. I think she looks good. As far mm-hmm. as like giving Olivia, yeah, it's a little generic. It is generic, but it like, is. but like very different than the energy Denali usually gives off. So I'm also a light shirt for this. You know what? I'm gonna chirp this because I mean, it doesn't look bad at all. It looks no. good. I'm and in terms of pageant dresses, it's a very rich looking pageant dress. The makeup isn't perfect, but it's it's not bad. I'm trying to figure out what's a little striking. There's something there's something a little more aggressive about it than yeah. but I'm going to chirp it, light chirp for sure. Yeah. Okay, Simone giving Utica in this annihilation style animal as a plant is the skin popping out thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, this is just like artistic. It Although is. What's the like, okay, how does the wig relate mm-hmm. to the theme of jumping out of your own skin, actually? Now that I'm looking at it, mm-hmm. I guess, look, it gives a much needed pop of color, but like, mm-hmm. What what does that mean, you think? Yeah, is it like ideas like popping out of your damn head? Is it like oh. ideas coming through your brain? 
Is the hair almost brain? I don't know. I uh, uh, I I don't. I don't know. Look, I either do way, like it's it. very it's very Utica. It's uh, very Utica. Uh, I'm a, it's I'm a, a chirp. I'm a mild chirp just because like the skin, the skin cape. Like um, I don't know. I don't love that color. But even though I, I get it, it's your skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what you mean. And it is a pretty simple piece. I mean, we're looking at a fleshy. It's all about the hair. Really, yeah. if we're being honest. Yes. I like it. I really like the head hair piece. So I give it a chirp. And I love yeah. Simone's performance. Liv. Okay. Now we have Utica oh, giving wow. her baps as Simone moment. Big chirp. This was this was fantastic. And I love that she also in almost is like a comment, I think, is like a comment on like that she's a white person playing this. Made her even whiter. <laughs> yeah she is I like, like she's like pa- she's alabaster she is pasty like i <laughs> i thought that was really fucking awesome yeah i liked it a lot too um i i okay i will say this shady thing which mm. i here's the tiny tiny shade i'm gonna give because i'm okay. a monster i would say utica is very lucky to be paired with simone that's i i just i feel simone let led the charge on this win. I could be wrong, but I, I think Simone led the charge on the win. Do you mean in the makeover aesthetic? I feel like just the whole thing. Like, because okay. I, I mean, her makeup, I will say Simone didn't paint Utica as beautifully as Utica paints herself. But I think some, I think you mean just, Utica didn't paint Simone as beautiful. No, no. Simone's makeup was pretty minimalist in this, actually. Uh-huh. It it actually wasn't. She didn't. The more I'm thinking about it, she didn't really give her like Utica, Utica makeup. Mm-hmm. Like it, it it was it was interesting, but like Utica's face is usually actually quite painted, and mm-hmm. Simone was. It didn't look like she had a lot of makeup on actually. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I I think it's good, but I I just think Simone did some heavy lifting. I will chirp it. I think it's good. Yeah. Think it's good. I, I gotta say, like, I'm I'm just wondering. I know they already did a double win, you know, on All Stars uh, two times ago, but like, right? This just we... it feels like a a dual Gottmik and Simone season. I I hear what you're saying. I hear it's you clucking. Neck, it's neck and neck. They're both killing it in in kind of the same. They're both like fantastic actors, comedian. They're 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 also visionaries on the runway. Mm-hmm. They're both stars. They're both stars. I almost think Gottmik will win over Simone because mm. I think her story is almost being told more completely, you know, whereas like who everyone would love to see Simone again. Not to say we don't want to see Gottmik again, but there's there's an arc to to Gottmik's, even with just this episode, we're learning so much about her. Do you think this could be a? Do you think they would do a double crowning again? Because they they never did it on Drag Race proper. They did it on mm-hmm. All Stars. Hmm. I don't think so. Okay. I think. I mean, you know, I could be proven wrong, but I don't think so because the fans made it pretty clear they didn't. They weren't obsessed with it. <sighs> okay. I. But I know what you mean. It feels like both of them. It's one of them. It's one of them. It's just like. They're both really, like, 
neck and neck, it seems like, in a, in a, in a way that would be fucking, like, tough that I've, that I've kind of... It's a tough call. It's, 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 it's just because they've had such similar... They have similar skills in that, like, they can do everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They're anyway. the shit and they know it. So to that, here comes Got Mick giving us her candy muse. This was awesome. Her makeup looked fucking great. I, the hip padding looked so good. Mm-hmm. And her attitude was fucking great. Yeah, it was great. I bought it. And yeah, it's a bodysuit, but you know. <laughs> that like, is probably the only con. It's a bodysuit. Yeah, but, but again, they have wildly different body types. Mm-hmm. So. And you saw them working on this in the workroom, which was like, yes. wow, they're figuring it out. They're making it happen. I did love it. Bye. Bye. Uh, it's a chirp. It's a chirp. It's it's a chirp. It's a chirp. I, it's interesting. Also, Gottmik was like, they talked to Gottmik on the runway and Gottmik was like, yep, I am. A, I'm doing full woman right now. Uh-huh. Um, that was interesting. That's very interesting because Gottmik talked about, you know, obscuring. The, the white face that kind of it's almost like it's it's much more almost like gender neutral. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. God, God makes story is so interesting. Very interesting. Like it's it's a fun. And also the, it's also just great. Like Gottmik is so open about like her mental health. Like I, I go back to like when Gottmik was like, oh, sorry, this is like triggering my gender dysphoria right now. Like, uh-huh. I don't know. That's also like a really important conversation that I'm glad they're leaving in. Um, totally. That Gottmik is just being very honest with all of it, with her story, with her mm-hmm. with her mental health. It, it's great. I love it. I agree. I agree. It's it's really it's really it's fantastic TV. <laughs> it's fucking and it's so fun. Well, yeah. And- I mean, so look, this is a straight up Gottmik. So so looking at Candy Muse, this is just like Gottmik as as uh, uh-huh. like Candy Muse as Gottmik. Yeah, I just I don't know. I I you know what I'm saying. I just the I top. Do- isn't as flatter. I just, I don't know. I feel like there's a way to make her look slightly better at the top, but but look, with the caveat, I, just, I can't do any of this shit. Totally. I loved it. And it, okay. but I, I, could, I, I don't know. It's all the pieces together. Like the face makeup is so cool. This wig is so fucking Aquafina hydrated. So for me, it was like, this is, this is probably my favorite one on the runway. But I'm super open to you disagreeing. I'm just talking about the nips. I think that's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Talking about the nips. Yeah. Maybe the nips could be more vava-voomed. I don't know. I yeah. I I don't know. I don't want to I don't want to be shamey. Yeah. I just yeah. I just um yeah. Yeah. I mean if it just didn't work for you, I think that's fine. Yeah. You know? I I like I loved, I almost it's good to hear your opinion because I almost I was almost like, oh my God, they took this away from Got Mick and Candy because they thought Got Mick had won too many um, oh. challenges, but yeah, I'm but glad Simone to hear. Won. I mean, Simone's fucking right. Taking it, taking it. This feel is just fucking neck and neck. Like, yeah, I I do kind of want to just. There is an ur- I have an urge to just like kind of. Can we just like get to the Got Mick Simone? Yeah, so down like we, could fast we know forward. we know it's gonna be those two people. Like, I would love just, if we had a top two episode. I don't think we will. No, but, I, but 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 in this case, like, I'm pretty sure it's going to be like they're the front runners. They're the yeah. top two front runners, and I just I want to see them really go head to head. 
Um, you know the show will do a lot of legwork to convince us they're not the top two, though. They're going to try their best. I mean, so who do we think the top, right right now, top right four? Right Yeah. Okay. Right now, top four is two for me, mm-hmm. Candy, Rosé, Got Mick, Simone. Because I do believe Rosé is going to make it to the top four on just the pure-ass talent. Candy's getting there with her personality, and then we have our top two. I'm going to throw in, I don't disagree with you, I'm going to throw in Utica there as a Mm -hmm. potential wild card Uh in place of either Rosé or Candy. Totally. Um, Just because mainly of the the fashion and, and, Mm -hmm. and the runway, but also Utica, if she exits before the top four, then that's the prime slot for Miss Congeniality, which they seem to kind of be setting her up for, but... They yeah. could, you know? She's learning. She's could growing as a, a person. Could also be Olivia, though, or or Tamisha. She'd probably mm-hmm. be Tamisha. That would be so great. The and sneakers, she gives by the way, everyone high tops. Tell me about the sneakers. Um, By the way, she didn't give me high tops. I bought those high tops. Yes, yes, yes. Um, um, I don't think Tamisha Mon knows I exist, and that makes me sad. Um... <laughs> Uh, they're really comfortable. They are comfortable because sometimes with high tops, they're too tight and they're a pr- they're a pain to put on. Not the case with these. These are extremely <laughs> comfortable high tops. They're stylish. They're fucking great. I'm gonna delete the rest of this episode and just make it and just title <laughs> it a review of Tamisha Iman's high tops. <laughs> um, that's great. <laughs> I think that you should definitely call the episode that. <laughs> but I could talk for, I could talk for a half, I could talk for 45 minutes just about the high tops. Please. We could make that a mini episode, absolutely. We, do you, you love could go the look, around. the face that's on it? I do. I love it all. Yeah. I love, the, I think we've talked about the like kind of almost Greek design. Yes, there's, a, there's a Grecian key. Afoot. Makes no sense. Um, <laughs> love it all. Love <laughs> No oh my God. Well, that's going to be the bonus content only on Patreon, uh, a 40-minute review of Tamisha Men's High Tops. I think we should do a clubhouse room uh, okay. with everyone who has the Tamisha Men High Tops and okay. just talking about their sh- high tops. I would fucking love that. I would fucking love that. Um, okay, I just want to say Candy's blow, blow up is Drag Race canon. And yeah. it goes something like, first and foremost, I didn't know Tina owned flames and the colors <laughs> orange, yellow, and red. <laughs> You've never seen Tina looking like a hoe, looking flawless on the runway. We had the hardest challenge in the group. There's no reason that Olivia Denali shouldn't, should have such a weak look. That's just my opinion. I love that she tried to soften it and she was like, but that's just my opinion. I fucking dare, if there's a someone out there listening to it who is about to audition for, yes. for college... Yes. Like either for BFA or MFA or just can do an audition in general. If you can prove that you use a Candy Muse rant as an audition <laughs> monologue, or maybe you compile them into a monologue. You go like, and I, hello, um, my name is blah, blah, blah. And, and I uh, will be performing a compilation of Candy Muse from RuPaul's Black. <laughs> if you can prove that you did that for an audition, I will Venmo you $150. And you... Fuck yes, you heard it here first. You can you have prove, to prove you have to. You, you have, have to, to prove it. I don't know that how you, you did prove it for an it. audition. I don't know how. Why well, we want to see? We want to. I guess we mm. want to see like the playbill, or we want to see like the thing you're you're actually going to audition play? for. Um, 
I need to see <laughs> you Wait. like print it out with like your beats scored. I need <laughs> to see. Well, actually, you know, in your college forms, you write down what you're doing. Uh-huh. So if it's a college audition, I need to see those forms. Uh-huh. And look, if it's a Zoom audition, record yourself. Mm-hmm. Or welcome um, Rachel into the room so she can just witness it firsthand. Yeah, you know what? I'm a big deal. They'll let yeah. me in. They'll fucking let you in? Um, yeah, that would be a great... That's such a smart college edition model. I think that would be genius. Also, Shangela's... Ran, the Shangela, you could never have a sugar daddy. That. That's a great... That's actually like... Use that as your Shakespearean classical. I love that. And I think anytime they're like... They have to like take down the Ten Commandments... That's what they should replace it with. You know, when they're like, we don't want to we don't want to remove the Ten Commandments from the center of town. And then you're like, yeah, but what if we replace it with Shangela's <laughs> rant to Mimi? I think everyone in town would go, yeah, OK, we're fine I'm with fine. it. <laughs> I just really like stepping into a room being like, I'll be doing a monologue from The Winter's Tale. <clears throat> you could never have a sugar. Day. <laughs> that would be fucking that would be. It's a big swing. It's a Genius. big swing, but it it would be brilliant. It, if you get you go into an audition and you're like, I'll be doing a piece from Death of a Salesman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I had to lip sync, I was fucking ready. I was motherfucking ready. Um, that would be really smart. Uh oh, here we go. Here we go. Here's the sorry. Here's the the text of if I the wanted text. a sugar Ooh. daddy. Will okay. you do it in in a, in a, in okay. a any style? A certain hi. Yeah. Uh, I will be hello. Uh, my name is Rachel Bloom. Thank you for having me at this audition for um, SUNY Purchase. Uh, I will be um, I'll be performing a monologue. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, from Helena from um, Midsummer Night's Dream. Oh, great! Well, whenever you're ready. Thank you. Time out. Hold up. Hold up, sweetheart. Let's get it together before you want to read. I, no, that's terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's, not, that's bad Shakespeare. You can, bad you can Shakespeare. go again. You can go again. Okay, you, okay. You, thank you. you. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay. It's fine. I'm, I'm going to act this really well. I'm just going to act it well. Hi, I'm Rachel Blue. I'll be performing a monologue from August Osage County. <clears throat> okay. Just make it contemporary. Time, time out. Hold up. Hold up, sweetheart. Let's get it together before you want to read. I don't... Have a sugar daddy, sweetheart. Everything that I've had, I've worked for. And I worked for to get, and I've built myself. So you need to know that 100%. I don't have a sugar daddy. I've never had a sugar daddy. If I wanted a sugar daddy, yes, I probably can go out and get one. Because I am what? Sickening. You could never have a sugar daddy because you are not that kind. Of girl. Baby, everything I had worked for and I've gotten myself. I built myself from the ground up. Fucking bitch. (laughs) Oh my God. I can't believe you just gave that to us for free. (laughs) Oh my God. That was incredible. That was really fun. Also, it has a really lovely arc to it. There's a rhythm. There's peaks and valleys. It actually is a great piece to show your range. And it ends with fucking bitch. Yeah. Oh, it's my great. God. Y'all. And honestly, everyone who's listening, send in your reading, your theatrical reading. Send it to us on Instagram at Drag Her Podcast. We will post. If you give us a theatrical reading of Shangela's rant, 
I love it. If you give me a theatrical reading of any drag race like love monologue, that. I will re I will retweet that. I will not Venmo you one hundred fifty dollars, but I'll give you a retweet. <laughs> Uh, well, well, I think that's very kind. Okay, the only thing we have to talk about is this lip sync, which was confusing. Um, it was a confusing lip sync to watch. Um, we've seen this lip sync in season one, and it was way better in season one. Uh, in season one, we had Rebecca Glasscock and Chanel do this. Both did a better job than this this one, unfortunately. Um, I um, was confused by this lip sync. I don't know... I don't know what to feel. I don't know what to feel about this. I mean, I definitely thought Olivia won. She was giving it way more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get Denali's um, charisma. I, and I felt like she was tripped up by the gown. But again, apparently that was a choice. The, right. the thing of like, I was trying to do a Lat- Latrice thing, that makes mm-hmm. sense. It does. Um, but it also makes sense that like, that's not Denali's energy at all. I know. I know, and it's, I think, I think, you know, why don't, why don't you give me both? Why don't you give me some Latrice up top and then towards the end, give me a little bit of your athletic ability because I think there's, there's a big, there's some big energy to this song. And you see, you've obviously, you've seen the YouTube video of her climbing. So Denali did this song again. She made a music oh, video in which she literally skates on a frozen lake in the mountains. It's wow. stunning. It's 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 really it's really beautiful. It's really amazing. I think she just released it today. Everyone wow, go. Wow, that's fucking cool. Everyone I mean, go check it out. Denali's incredible. I do I do think we should have seen more of her. She's a great person to come back for the All-Stars. It's going to be a stacked All-Stars because we're also going to have Gigi Good. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, We're going to have a lot of old, amazing queens. But also, we'll either have Simone or Gottmik. I know. I know. It'll be nuts. It'll be That's good. That's fucking loaded. Loaded. And I'm ready for them to have some older queens with the younger queens, because I'm I'm really ready for the older queens to be like, well, you you think you're cute with your Instagram, but uh-huh. Uh-huh. I pioneered this art form that you're playing with, honey. Yeah, I heard you ask uh, Pandora Box if she'd um, yeah. go back. Yeah. She's only done one All-Stars, right? Yes, only one. So? Mm-hmm. So we want her back. How, okay, one other thing I have to say before we say ta-ta. Yeah. Can you imagine the pressure of after, now that Rue can bring you back after saying sashay away, how anticipatory you might be after hearing sashay away and just like looking over your shoulder? As if uh, hoping Rue changes her mind. Was I listening? Did you discuss this on on drag? Well, obviously, look, there's only, there's only there's only one drag podcast. But, but maybe I, you heard I, something heard else it, on a science podcast. I've heard it discussed somewhere else, maybe on a science podcast, potentially, uh-huh. that like someone could just next time RuPaul's like, Sashay, where you go like, nope. Right. I'm not going anywhere. You oh, let Candy stay. I'm 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 not leaving. Yeah, no. Like, if you just refused. Yeah. I mean, they'd eventually make you leave, but. They would. And if you were like, if you touch me, I'll sue. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. Do not physically put your hands on me. I'm staying. (laughs) If you you have like a sit-in on the runway (laughs) to protest leaving, what would that? It's great TV. Unbelievable. Unbelievable great TV. Yeah. 
Um, Rachel, what, what, where, what do you want to plug before we say ta-ta? Oh, you know, I still have this book. Uh, so oh, you can buy so it. It's so good. Thank you. You can listen to the audiobook. Um, what do I need from people right now? You know, mm-hmm. I don't need I don't need much. Um, you know, if you're someone out there who's um uh considering buying my tea, you know, I'm 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 I just I'm pitching a show right now, uh to uh, we'll see what happens to be announced. I'm about to pitch a couple Fine. other shows, and Fine. I'm sending myself on tape uh for various auditions. So if you're someone out there. Mm-hmm. who it can give me money to do something if you've maybe seen one of my self-tapes or mm-hmm. perhaps you're hearing my TV show pitches, uh, mm-hmm. consider me, FYC. Give me money. And yeah. uh, stay tuned for the official cast announcement of Crazy Next Girlfriend. Really excited to launch Man, this. Man, that's pretty fucking smart. It's pretty good. Oh, that's yeah. really fucking pretty smart. Good. And the thing is, I'm the RuPaul of that because I have to judge like i'm the person who played rebecca but i have to Mm -hmm. judge you playing rebecca oh that would be nerve-wracking that'd be terrible that'd be really bad for everyone's mental health but very entertaining television i think you could do it oh fuck i believe in you i'm gonna text elaine that right now (laughs) well thank you all so much for listening go give us a five-star review on the apple podcast it helps support the pod interact with us on instagram at drag her podcast catch up on our uk coverage on the pod feed or on the instagram it's everywhere Thank you all so much for listening. Till next week. Bye. Stella to throw some shade. Kiki with the gaze. It's time to drag her. Time to drag her. Drag her. That was a HeadGum Podcast.